Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of In My Opinion. My name is John. My name is Alasta. And today, we're back. Yes. On our show. That's right. We're going to be uh, talking about something that's a little bit less uh, heavy. Because yes. we know the internet's a busy place right now. And you're mm. very welcome <laughs> for us to be the voice of uh, nice things instead. And then maybe next week, we'll, and then maybe next week, then we we'll talk about the rubber things. We probably will go back to the rubber things next week, but for now, we just want to relax a little bit. For me, school has just started, and I'm very stressed, and the world is also getting very very messy. So we decided that we're going to talk a little bit about our top three movies and our plot must, twist, <laughs> our must watch yeah. list, so that you can escape yes. all the problems like we did. By watching these movies. Yeah. And the must-not-watch list also. Yes, we also have the other spectrum, which is the most disappointing, or slash, we recommend you do not watch it. But you yes. can still watch it because, you know, we are not the boss of you. So, before we start, why don't we talk a little bit about what we look for in a movie. So, John, what do you, what do you look for in a movie? Okay. Okay, personally, right, for me, okay, when it comes to movies, right, I'm very big on the how to say, like a human element. Very, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the story, right? Mm. My favourite movies, usually the story, are centred around people mm. with interesting scenarios and interest, mm. interesting circumstances. So like, for example, I really, really enjoy movies that have a theme of like self-discovery mm. or coming of age kind of thing, right? Mm. And you will hear from my top three later <laughs> and you will understand. La. Yes. My, my, th- those are really the favourite because like, I feel like I leave the cinema or the theater or or finish the viewing, right? Yeah. I, I feel not only enlightened, but I also feel I also feel like I'm filled with more questions. Like, you know, a mm. more emotive state than just mm. coming out from the bing bang 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 boom boom and come out. It's like, wow, the bing bang boom boom quite cool. Uh. You know? <laughs> I, I mean there is a place for giant robots, right? But yes. like or or like lasers shooting everywhere, but like mm-hmm. Those will not make it to the top of my list. It's definitely not top three worthy. I feel like top three needs mm. to do a, go a little bit above and beyond. Uh. So for me, yeah. I am a, I mean, I I am a bit more artsy. So like my top three um, now is mainly films with very interesting themes. So like I don't really have a theme that I like to um, to explore, but as long as you have you pose an interesting question that I can think about and ruminate after, I would like that. Mm. And also, I really like script scripting. I really like yeah. good scripting because I feel like, uh, I mean, John knows this. I I like obsess over writing scripts, and obsess over trying to make dialogue realistic and like good having good dialogue. And when I see it in a film that I watch, I really appreciate it. Uh. and honestly, it's a lot harder than you imagine to write realistic and good dialogue. And you can see that by watching Media Corp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Okay, you throwing shade. <laughs> but, I mean, I can't do any better, but like, let's all be honest, this is like not the best scripting. But like, yes, and I also like very nice artsy shots, as you will see from my top three as mm. well. And yeah. Okay. So why don't we get into it? John, why don't you give us your sure. top three, which is, why don't we give you, give us your third? Okay, I think ranking from the bottom. Actually, the yeah. third for me is a, a, a hard uh, decision to make. So I'll just tell mm. you both and then uh, I'll give you the chance to watch both. Yes. Okay. And both of them uh, sound similar <laughs> even though <laughs> they're not the same movie. 
Yes. One is called Wild. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a true story. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is called Into the Wild. Which is also <laughs> a true story. Okay. That's so nice. these two stories are, are quite similar. Mm-hmm. And they both have a wilderness kind of theme. La, mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. if it wasn't immediately obvious. It's wild. But like yes. anyway. <laughs> so so uh Wild. Okay, like why don't we why don't I talk about Wild first? Yes. Okay, so Wild is a movie about this lady called Cheryl Street. Street. Cheryl Street. Okay, okay. Yeah. She changed her her last name to Street after uh uh, her divorce because she felt like cliche as it sounds she felt like she has strayed from the from uh, the straight and narrow oh okay 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 right and yeah. like basically her life was in shambles la. Yeah. and uh, what she did was uh, she decided to go on a physically arduous journey to try to rediscover herself and realign herself basically mm. from 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 the time her mom passed away yeah. and then whatever right she has been living life on the edge and wasting herself away, lah. Yeah. Mm, okay. And then eventually, the the final the final the straw that broke the camel's back was her divorce with a with a loving husband mm. that uh, made her realize that like she was sabotaging herself. Mm-hmm. And then she went on a long journey to walk the PCT in the US, which is the Pacific Crest Trail. Which mm. is a really long trail. So this actually happened. Yes. Oh, this that's is a like, real person. That's crazy. Okay. And then and then Cheryl Street proceeded to write an article. Okay. So this not article, sorry, a book, a book. Mm. And uh, along the PCT, uh, they have like sign off books and stuff like that. So so because mm. she was uh she really liked uh literature, she left like quotes along the way and stuff like that. And this basically documented her journey for her and helped her to rediscover herself a little bit. Mm. Okay. I mean, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. Really. The premise sounds really, really cool. About like and it's really my kind of thing because it has everything that I like in it. Okay. What does it have? Everything. I like adventure. Yes. I like the wilderness. Yes. I like going to explore. Mm. And I like that idealistic, this kind of, the idealistic feeling these kind of movies leave us where going on a journey like this turns your life around. Mm. So it's like a feel-good movie. You know? I wouldn't say it's a feel-good movie, but it's definitely one that is full of self-discovery. Okay. Because like at the end of the movie, right, it makes you feel very reflective about yourself. Like, mm. uh, I may not have hit rock bottom like Cheryl, yeah. but at which point do I want to admit that I may need to, I, need, I may need my own Pacific Crest Trail. Mm. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. Because I feel that like, not everyone has the opportunity to hit rock bottom or to fly high on cloud nine. Yes. Most majority of us are in the in-between cruising altitude. But mm-hmm. I got it. So if you are in-between cruising altitude, it's very hard to see whether you are low or high altitude because it's a huge range. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for you to decide at which point you want to make certain changes. Mm. Right? Yes. And that is where these kind of movies leave me in a very reflective mood and that's why I like them a lot. Mm, okay. Into the Wild is similar. Yeah. Okay. It's about a dude, okay, a uh, 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 graduate, yes. right, who realizes that he does not uh, like the material life that he that is that he is in. Mm-hmm. Right. Basically with uh, having to chase the American dream, uh after graduate, go and do whatever, you know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So what he did was basically he relinquished all his possessions. Mm. 
Okay. Everything. He threw his money away. Everything, right? And then he decided to just go on a journey. So this is also a real life story. This is a real life story okay. because he found... Uh, his name is Chris uh, Chris McCand- McCandles. Okay. So uh, he found a bus. Mm. An abandoned bus. Mm. And he called that place home for, mm. for the longest time. And it was a very reflective journey for him because he had to live off the land and mm. basically reconnect with nature while everyone just thought he was like missing or dead. Lah. And mm. then eventually, the story does have a tragic ending because mm. uh, due to his lack of knowledge, right, while he tried to find happiness and he ate a poisonous mushroom thinking oh, that it was something that was edible, but it was like, it looked similar. Oh, okay. And he died, uh, he died a rather painful death lah. So when people rediscovered discovered his body, they also discovered the his journal entries. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And his journal entries are the one that like that like basically inspired the this story. story about this mm. guy. Because uh he had a very famous quote. And uh it's uh if I remember correctly, I may not remember it word for word, but like it goes something along the lines of happiness only real when shared. Mm. So there are a lot of like uh very philosophical and thought-provoking points that came from his journal mm-hmm. from somebody that did something that uh, a number of citizens, I would like to think, lah, yeah. are typically tired of sometimes of the metropolitan life, but they don't necessarily, are not necess- may not necessarily have the metal to do what he has done. Mm. And once again, this is the type of movie that puts you in a reflective mood. Yeah. And why I say this is a very interesting movie because this bus this abandoned bus, mm. you still can visit this bus. Oh, and in fact, right? Shit, that's uncool. If you Google, yeah. yeah, I cannot remember what's the name of the bus, but if you Google this bus, yeah, Google Maps can find you this bus. Oh shit, that's it's uncool. a landmark. Okay, yeah, people actually, it's like a pilgrimage site, and now people usually just visit to, to you know, reflect and stuff. Yeah, it's mm. like a thing. Okay, that's actually very cool. So these two, so these two whole position three for me. All right. Um, yeah. my position tree is uh, not anything like what John's position tree is my position tree is actually a old film and I, I chose it because I feel like there's often a, a stigma against old film and mm. because like they will say that oh, it how old, old is old? Uh, okay to be fair it's not that old but let me just google real quick it's called Real Window so Real Window is actually filmed in um, nine. 1954. Right. So it's not that old, but it's like it's mm. still co- it was still color film, but it's considered mm. a bit more. It's a considered a quite old film la. and I I actually watched it in my film class, and I think it's one of my favorite films in that film class. Nineteen what? Fifty four. Fifty four. Damn. Yeah. So I I really liked it because uh it actually tackled the theme of voyeurism. So the whole movie was about right. this guy who is a photographer and then he got injured. Mm. So he was stuck to his house and then he was a little bit like, I guess, cabin fever. You know, you guys can relate now, right? Yeah. So like, cannot go out, cannot do anything. So he started looking out of his window and then he started noticing mm. his neighbor's patterns and his neighbor's like, um, the stories that you can see without actually yeah, hearing yeah. any conversations. Actually, now that you mentioned it, I just did a quick Google search. Yeah. This is a, a movie that I didn't fully watch but I've definitely heard of, of and seen scenes of before. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because the filming of the of the real window scenes are very interesting. Because mm-hmm. they don't mm. film it. They're not everything is filmed from the perspective of the real window. So there's only yeah. one lockdown shot or like a few angles of the same scene. So you would think that it's very boring, but somehow the director managed to make it work. And honestly, it was the film that really kept me on kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. So even if you don't get the themes, even if you don't understand what really happened, what's the really the message of the film, I think it's still a film that is worth watching because it's the entertainment value is very high. I think I love those mm. sound movies. The movies that like okay. the artsy folk, right, can think more into, but also the movies that the, the normal, not so artsy folk, like the normal movie goers, right, can also enjoy. And I think that's a very right. important point of a movie. It has to have layers. Mm. I think Video Window has quite a number of layers when it comes to the themes. And especially now, like the whole, I mean, the whole like NUS voyeurism cases and everything, like the Monica Bay incident, like sheds a new light on this whole um topic of voyeurism, whether is it good or is it bad, etc. etc. So mm. I do like this film a lot. And I suggest if you haven't watched an old film or this old film, I would suggest watching Real Window. And I think that honestly, compared to some of the other movies that we watch now, this is like a masterpiece. Uh. So don't discriminate. And I do recommend Real Window a lot. Old movies for the win. Yes. So what's the second for you, John? The second movie for me is a Bollywood movie. It's mm. called Three Idiots. Of course. Such a famous movie. Yes. Yes. And I believe for uh, a lot of people in our generation, they have seen this movie because it's probably the second or top, one of the top most famous Bollywood movies mm. ever. It is. Right? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, for those of you that don't know, okay, let me just break, give you the story without much spoilers. But basically, Three Idiots is about uh, three guys. Yeah. <laughs> in case it wasn't obvious enough. Who are idiots? Three guys <laughs> who are uni students yeah. and became unexpected friends. Yes. Because, uh, uh, basically because like it's Bollywood, right? So there's this they explore the culture of like uh, how Indian families in India expect of their sons, right? Mm-hmm. To be uh, in STEM disciplines or be doctors or engineers and stuff like that. Yes. And they explore the perspective of three different people. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll, I, I, I feel that like the story once again has a very nice coming of age element yes. because there is, a, there is quite an interesting unexpected twist at the end. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is a story that that uh helps you to to understand uh uh I would say education and a yes. little bit of your purpose in the future of your life better. Mm. And I highly recommend three ideas to anyone who is currently a student. Yeah, I agree. Who is currently a student because yeah. I think it's a fantastic movie. Firstly, it gives you a reality check. And secondly, right, it helps you to recalibrate the reason why you are a student. Mm. Mm. So one of the characters famously quoted that uh, don't chase, if I remember correctly, I'm, I, I may not be able to quote it word for word, lah, but don't chase results. Yes. Right? Chase, uh, oh sorry, don't chase success. Mm-hmm. Don't pursue success. Pursue mm-hmm. excellence. Because if ah, you pursue yeah, yeah, excellence, yeah. success right. will chase you with its pants down. Yes, I remember that. Okay. I mean, yes. it's a very um relevant movie the themes and everything very relevant in our society as well especially a society mm. that places so much emphasis on grades and education and everything yes. I think it's a nice movie to watch to kind of uh, get a, yeah. get 
get thinking a little bit about because what you want to do. Everyone has this has this idea that you do things a certain way. I call this like for example in Singapore, this is a Singaporean mm. route. Uh. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. this a certain way, you will live a successful life. And that's basically yes. what the what this movie is about. When you yeah. try to chase success, it's not the route might be possible, but it's probably not the most uh, fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And that's why that, that quote always stuck with me. Pursue excellence and success yeah. will chase you. Mm, I agree. And also, mm. I think it's a very nice point to point out that like, I think a lot of people, when they see like these foreign films, like, I know, like Bollywood film or like, even Korean films. Yeah, okay. Or okay. Just films. a disclaimer, Bollywood yeah. confirmed got a dang, 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 <laughs> there's dancing and there's dancing and which music. Is, I think which I think is fantastic. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's extremely characteristic of Bollywood. And I it think is. if you all have a have the sidetrack a bit, uh, if you all had the opportunity to go and study how different cultures come up with their their movie themes, right? It's yeah. super incredible. But mm. yeah, so there's there's song and dance, it's very Bollywood. Yes. But it's fantastic. Yeah. So if you if you're willing to like I, th- I feel like you should be willing to go in and like read the subtitles and like actually explore films that are beyond the English language or even Mandarin as we are mm. we are very comfortable with and try to explore yeah. other films because they'll be very interesting and you realize that like different cultures the way they explore certain themes and the way they do f- movies are like super different and very interesting and yes yes so I think you should be able to be keep an open mind mm, but with absolutely. that my second my number two movie is actually a normal mainstream Hollywood movie. Uh, it's actually... Scum. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually called... It's what? It's The Social Network. And it's a... Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, correct. Wonderful actor. But basically, Social Network is about how Facebook started. And it's, yeah. uh, of course, based on a real story. So, I mean, the story itself, everyone kind of knows. I liked The Social Network for its scripting. I think... The scriptwriter, which I think is Aaron Sorkin, the way he scripted the way Mark, Mark, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg speak in that movie, how he speaks in that movie, was very interesting. And the, the pace and the dynamic is very, very cool. And I think mm. it's something that I can't really explain out right now in the podcast. And it, that sounds like a cop-out, but I really can't explain. You go and watch, you can go watch a few scenes and you will really understand what I mean. Like it's very witty, very mm. snappy, and very uh, interesting dialogue. That even though technically the creation of Facebook is literally in like it's literally on the table in the computer, right? Like there's nothing much, mm. there's no action much to it. So like to make it an uh, interesting and entertaining movie, there needs to be very entertaining dialogue. And I feel like even though there isn't action per se, there's still very, very entertaining uh scenes and uh conflict through words. And I think that's very, very mm. cool. And I really, really like it. And of course the Actors Andrew Garfield, Jesse Eisenberg, Jesse Jesse Eisenberg, but they're wonderful uh. They are great actors. So I really enjoyed it. And if you are not an artsy person, this is an out. This is a very safe bet. I think you'll enjoy this. Mm. It's a very very entertaining movie, and I highly yeah. recommend it. And of course, you get to know more about what runs your 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 what what started Facebook and everything. And you guys use Facebook a lot, so it's nice to know how it originated and the controversy. Yes. For those of you all that don't use Facebook anymore, I think this is also a very good uh, peek yes. into how some of these crazy social media ideas began. Mm. Because you must understand for Jesse Eisenberg's character, which is Mark Zuckerberg, right? it started in a time whereby it truly really was uh, the birthplace of the internet, the internet as we know it. 
you know, yeah. when it was born. Mm. And it's and, very, I feel like it's very yeah. cool. Like, the actual story is really, very really interesting and how he came up with Facebook and what's his thought process like and how there was a huge controversy that I think most people know also and how that flashes out in Facebook. And I think that's really, really mm. cool. So you guys can, even if it's just for a history lesson, I think it's still pretty cool. So, yes. yes. So why don't we go on to number one right now, John? What is your number okay, one? Okay, for mine, following the theme of all these self-discovery movies, okay? Yes. Uh, it's a, I would say that my number one movie is actually the most recent movie in exist out of my list. Okay. Right? Which is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm, I've heard good things about it. If you haven't watched if you haven't watched it, have you watched it? I haven't. I have not watched it. But what are you doing? <laughs> okay, no, no, but anyway, so the secret life of Walter Mitty, right? Yeah. Is also another uh I, I, I just realized that my my uh list, right, seems to go it, it cover the theme but for different phases of people's life. Mm. So the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, to give us a very simple synopsis without spoiling too much, is about a guy, yeah. right, who is a salary man. Mm-hmm. He works as a very, a, a very, you know, typical job at Time magazine. Yes. Mm. Right? And uh, he uh, uh, has a crazy tendency to daydream. Mm-hmm. Extremely imaginative daydreams. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. As we as we all do sometimes, <laughs> and yes. he is the sort whereby he doesn't want to take risks. Mm-hmm. He is afraid of uh, things slightly different, even though in his daydreams he always imagined himself to be very different. Basically, way more punk rock than he is. Mm. I mean, that's most of and us. And right? the 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 story is basically how uh situations in his life. Yeah. Force him to become the person that he always daydream of being. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. This is a fictional story, right? Fictional, but very good. Mm. Okay. It's because of this movie, yeah, right, that I learned uh how to pronounce this volcano that's in Iceland, <laughs> which is Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, sorry, that's Greenland. Uh, it's in Greenland. It's Aya. That's damn cool. That's damn cool. Okay. And my top movie is also a fictional movie. It's called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And ah, it's a Jim very Perry. Yeah, it's a very, very famous movie. And but I feel like it's still pretty underrated. Like not a lot of people have watched it for some reason. And I I found it very interesting. It's quite an old movie, isn't it? It's pretty old. It's not it's not mm. it's not real window old, but it's like pretty dated already. But I would say mm. Eternal Shanshan of Spotless Mind, I love it because of the questions that I get after the movie. And the questions mm. that gets me thinking. So the entire premise of this movie is that, uh, without giving away too much as well, is that you can there's this service where you can erase any memory you want, especially of a person. So then the question mm. comes, let's say you have a traumatic experience or traumatic relationship with someone, a bad breakup, would you want to erase that memory? Yeah. Because a lot of people say like, oh my God, it's so bad. I really regret this. But would if you had the chance, would you want to erase that? And then they talk about a little bit about memory. They talk a little bit about like love and fate and everything. So it's quite a romantic movie. 
in my opinion. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, and I really like it also because the shots are really, really beautiful. And I think it's really, really well shot. And there was one, there was one part of the movie where it was like basically a dream sequence. And the dream sequence really felt damn trippy. Like I was I felt like I was in a dream. And that's very, uh. very difficult to get it. Like especially because all the camera movement and everything was a set design, the camera movement was like really, really great. And yeah. it's very difficult to make a dream sequence because um, you know, you, you can't it's, it's a dream. You can't mimic that in reality. But they managed to do that in a very, very nice uh, set design and very cool camera movement. So I feel like mm. um, it's really, really nice. And if even if you don't appreciate that, you'll still be able to appreciate the whole theme around it. Because I mean, we've all been through bad relationships. We've all been through bad experiences. And we sometimes wish that they didn't haunt us anymore. But this movie explores a different side to that story. And I feel like It'll mm. be a cool movie to watch. So yes, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, go ahead and watch it. It's free. Ah. Basically. It's if a, you don't so have find a friend with one. Yes. With Netflix and then watch and together. Then steal that account. Oh, oh uh, watch together. <laughs> watch the, steal that account. <laughs> the main yeah, try to steal the account, and then if they don't want to let you steal, then you watch together. It's the second option. Yeah. So yeah, the mm. social network is also on Netflix. So yes, I highly recommend it. I don't know those. if my shows are on Netflix. I'm quite sure but they are. I, 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 I don't know because like like the the shows are quite indie. Let me let me do a quick search. I know okay, three so idiots. So first one on will be Walter. Yes, Walter Mitty. I know three idiots is on Netflix. That one is Walter Mitty is sadly not. Okay. Unfortunate. But I mean you can buy three the idiots movie. Is, uh. Huh? Three idiots is. Three idiots is. I watched three idiots on Netflix. I think. Yes. Mm, three idiots is on Netflix. What about uh, Wild? Wild. But I mean Wild is not on Netflix. Oh no. Uh Into the Wild. <laughs> it's also not on Netflix. So I'm so sorry. My shows are <laughs> too indie for 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 mere mortals. I'm but I am pretty sure there yes. are definitely uh uh movie subscription services that mm-hmm. hope carry these movies. Yeah. And uh if if not, you can always go to I don't know, the Apple store and they always have iTunes, yeah. Shows. Mm. Yeah. But I highly recommend. Uh, it's for those. I feel that my movies. Yes. You enjoy them better when you view them alone. Mm, in what way? When you view them alone, right? Uh, it just puts you into a more reflective mood, and you are. It's more easily easy to how to say immerse yourself into the, the respective characters, mm. and the stories, mm. and it's easier to to draw that parallel between the character and yourself mm. as compared to like for example uh, there are certain shows that I feel are, appreci- are nicer if watched with friends yes right mm. like a good genre that is uh, nice to watch with friends is uh, horror because I humzi <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> if or just don't watch yeah horror. but you know but it just feels like a a mm. Yeah, a quiet, reflective self-view, uh, personal viewing kind of mm. list that I've provided for you all. Okay. I mean, better now, right? I mean, we are all social, mm. socially isolating, so you're probably alone watching Netflix anyways or watching movies anyway. So why don't you just give that four movies that John recommended a shot? But with that, mm. we're going to take a 180-degree turn and talk a little bit uh. about the movies that we find most disappointing. And right. John, do you have a lot of movies on this list? Uh, for me personally, I am 
not a movie connoisseur. So yeah, okay. I generally enjoy my movies. Mm. But I mean, because Alistair asked me this, so I have to think of thing, right? I can only <laughs> think of one. Which is I'm very excited. And this has been the movie that has stuck with me as the mo- as one of the more disappointing movies that I've ever watched. Yes. Purely because I felt that uh uh, teenage me was light too. <laughs> okay, so basically, yes. basically, right? Okay, I was in secondary school and I was very idealistic, like, like, hey, you know, what show should we watch? And then I, and then I saw uh, this poster. Yes. This nice poster. Yes. And the title was, it was a, it, it, it said that it was a, a bit of a rom-com. Okay. Oh, right? okay. Uh, okay. It's called Must Love Dogs. I've never heard of it before. People have probably not heard of it before. For good reason. I don't uh. think it, it's not a runaway success, firstly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And basically, mm-hmm. Must Love Dogs, the premise is very simple. It's about yeah. a lady mm-hmm. who is trying to find dates. Yes. And the dates must love dogs. Ah. I mean, the premise sounds okay. Right? Yeah. So, so cool. this was also the part that I was like to. Because <laughs> I thought it was just like people being, people mm-hmm. finding love, mm-hmm. jokes. Yes. And cute dogs. Yeah, that's like the the holy trinity of good movies. <laughs> yeah, but like but like the plot was just confusing. Mm. And then I was just like, what is up with these adult people that seem to be in love but not quite? And then <laughs> where where are the, where are the dogs? We could always use more dogs. There was not and enough. There are dogs. some dogs. There are some. There are okay. not enough dogs. And I was just like, we walked my, my friends and I we walked out of the the cinema, right? And I remember feeling terrible because I was the one that like, hey, we watch this, we watch this instead of like some other blockbuster thing. Probably, probably. theater show. Yeah. Mm. Right? And then I was just like, shit. <laughs> Let me just do a quick Google search of must love dogs. Hell, I mean, we all have experienced, I don't know, man, like, I feel like I'm not even a movie connoisseur either, but even so, I have watched some movies that in the past, where even before I started doing mo- uh, videos and film, that like, I'm yeah. like, wow, why does yeah. this movie exist? So, how is so much Love Dogs is in what year? 2005. 2005. Uh, What's the to- Rotten Tomatoes rating? Rotten Tomatoes is 36%. Not the worst, la, honestly. Not, s- not the worst. I've seen worse. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wish it was the worst. <laughs> at least it would be good at something. Yeah, yeah yes. Correct. It's just kind of the floating at the top of a trash pile water. Oh my god. Those are the worst kind of films. So here's the thing. I'm now at a point in my life, like, guys, where I can really only enjoy really good movies or really laughably bad snob. ones. <laughs> no, I'm because not. you're a snob. <laughs> I'm not a snob. I just really like really good movies or really bad ones. And everything in between, uh-huh. right, I feel serves no purpose. Like all the average possible movies are like might as well just don't watch. It's not not mm. memorable. Not memorable. You can forget it within two weeks. But all the great movies we remember, and all the bad movies, even though they are bad, was are super entertaining, and that is a value in and of itself. So mm. I think that for me, my most disappointing are not really the not really the worst movies. They are like the kind of the in between that I wish that kind of falls nowhere. And I actually have three, which doesn't mm. doesn't paint me in a very good picture. It makes me think look like a film snob, but trust me, I'm not. These three are not that good. So uh one of them is Kissing Booth. I'm so sorry to all the teenage girls watching this podcast who watch Kissing Booth on Netflix. 
they recently got a sequel and I stupidly went to watch the, the sequel even though I hated the first one because I right. am, I am, a, I am a sheep. So I watched both Kissing Booth 1 and 2. 2 was a little bit better. 1 was terrible. But I think it was very disappointing because I thought it was going to be good. I saw that it had a sequel. So I was like, you know, it, it got quite a lot of hype. And there are actually quite a lot of people who liked it. But I found it disappointing because of the, the dialogue. And I think yeah. it might be just me. Lah, honestly speaking, I just cannot get over it. Do you know the what's fact. the Rotten Tomatoes for Casing Booth 1? I have no idea. Is it 17%. Jeez. <laughs> that, That's even lower than Must Love Dogs. That gives you an idea. But I mean, yeah. I, it's a, I think it's a good movie for like teenage girls. If you're a teenage girl, watch this movie because it's a very feel-good movie. But uh, I think for the more discerning audience who are looking for a bit more in their movie, it's a very weirdly scripted movie in terms of the dialogue. Yeah. And there are some a bit toxic relationship parts of the movie. I feel like this is a movie manifestation of Tumblr. Like, mm. like, like including, there's good stuff on Tumblr, but there's also a lot of like toxic relationship expectations on Tumblr. And I think Kissing right. Booth like properly shows that whole toxic relationship expectations part of Tumblr as well. So Kissing Booth ti- Kissing Booth times two still not must love dogs. Eh? <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> Hell la, but I mean they got a sequel so it must have done very well. Uh, people liked it. They had their own audience but it's weird because like Rotten Tomatoes gets, gives it a 17%. Yeah. Uh, IMDb gives it a 6 upon 10. Yes. But Google reviews has 94% like you go read the reviews. I think they are mostly teenage girls who say that this is the best movie they've ever watched. Because I've seen on TikTok this girl who rated Kissing Booth 9.10 and I almost choked. Because I was like, what in the world? <laughs> in what world is this a 9.10? But I guess <laughs> it's just not for me. Though. Not for me, guys. But if you're a 15-year-old, 16-year-old Tumblr girl, I think you will love this because this is basically what you are reading on Tumblr but in movie form. It's basically a fanfic. So, yeah. uh, I would have loved it when I was 15 when I was into Tumblr as well. But now I'm a little bit older than that. So, I didn't really enjoy it. The second one that I want to talk about is uh, Transformers Age of Extinction. Wait, John doesn't understand why. You're just hating on on mindless shows. No, I, I don't. I, You're a hater. I don't, I, don't, I don't hate it because of the mindlessness. I hate it because it's... Cancel I, him. I feel like it's a very messy film. There are too many plots. There are too many climaxes and too many conflicts. And then, on top of that, I cannot understand which robot is the bad robot and which robot is the good robot. So when they are fighting, huh? all I see is a mess of metal. So, like, <laughs> I cannot... I don't understand who is who. I just... I cannot get it. Like, I... Because... I mean, if it's Bumblebee versus someone, I can obviously see Bumblebee is the yellow damn car versus some mm. other robot. So it's very obvious. But yeah. like as time goes on, I start to realize that it's no longer as clear as Bumblebee versus someone or Optimus Prime versus Optimus Prime. So you can someone. only differentiate when they are brightly colored like the Power Rangers. La. <laughs> to be honest, yes. I don't feel proud about saying that. But okay, I'm a boomer. <laughs> But like, I'm just, I'm just imagining if it's me that I, if I as a guy who likes action films and I like Marvel films as well, if I cannot differentiate it and it was such a crazy point of like, like the thing that disturbed me the most, right? 
if even if even I cannot do that, right? How how do you expect any other random passerby to understand this? So I didn't really like it. Mm. I kind of fell asleep. And when I woke up, I saw a dinosaur robot. And I laughed. And <laughs> I wasn't supposed to laugh. I just didn't like it. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm sure there are people who enjoyed it. It's just not for me. Didn't really like it. Um, I like Transformers 1, though. Honestly speaking, I quite like Transformers 1. Um, uh, kind of went downhill after that. But, you know, yeah. we, we will, we'll forget about that. Pretty sure you just like Transformers 1 because Megan Fox bent over to fix her car. <laughs> that is not true. There are actually a shit ton of people that go to the movie just for that, which is kind of gross. But I just, yeah, and then I'm just like, they watch that movie just for Megan Fox, like just for me. Why? Why are you surprised? I'm so surprised. It's Transformers. Why people will watch it because it's the freaking Transformers. <laughs> I'm disappointed, but not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. I mean, we all knew it was Megan. Fo- Megan Fox at the time was a very big deal for the young people out there. But, I mean, I watched it because it was Transformers. La, and I grew up watching the cartoons. And I thought the first movie was actually quite a good... Um, it's quite it's quite a good representation of what I watched as a young child with the cartoons yeah. and everything. So I quite liked mm. it. Uh, the overly sexual framing and posing of the females is another topic that we can talk about in another IMO episode. But Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? We might talk about it. Leave it in the comment section if you want to talk about it. So the third mm. one I want to talk about is an old film. And uh, it's not a bad film by any means. I just found it very disappointing because I expected a lot from it. It was hailed as one of the most mm. important films in film history. And I, le- I watched it. Really? In- yeah, it's one of the most important films. Because of the... W- it's it- because of the way it was told. And mm. his style... The director's style was also very distinct. So we had to basically study it for film school. For film... My film mod. Like, I, uh, not in film school, but I did a film mod. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. the movie is called Rashomon. Um, I, I, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, most of the time, I just laughed. And <laughs> it really took away from the whole movie. Why? Why do you laugh? Is it because it's dated? I thought the acting was very weird. And there was one scene where a girl was being possessed by a ghost. And I, the entire scene, I just laughed. Like, I, I couldn't take it seriously. I think that's a bad sign when you cannot take things seriously in a movie that's supposed to be serious. But the themes are very interesting. It's about truth and whether objective truth exists, whether the fight for truth is worth it, etc. So, I think it's a very... The themes and the thing they're talking about is very interesting. And even the shots were really cool because the guy has a very interesting... Um, uh, style when it comes to shooting his films. It's just that mm-hmm. maybe me the acting disappointed a little bit. And it's not a bad film per se. So I can still recommend this with good conscience if you're really interested in the theme. Yeah. But I do think that it's one of the most the more disappointing art films that I've watched. It was not mm. very interesting to me in terms of the Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 98% though. Yeah, you know, look, here's the thing. To each his own, right? <laughs> the, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is known for nice being safe, artsy. Nice safe, nice <laughs> safe. No, la. as in, I think I'm going to get a lot of hate from all the film people out here. I'm so sorry, but uh, I just... Yeah, just hate on him in the comments when he kill him. <laughs> I just didn't really enjoy it. I will talk about the themes. I think the themes are interesting, but it's just as a film, if you, get, if you got a modern remake with better actors, maybe it'll be better. 
I thought the story was cool. Uh, the script and the acting just let it down a little bit. And it's mm. black and white, which kind of, for me, a bit iffy. I've enjoyed black and white films before, but this this one was a bit weird for some reason. I thought it was a bit messy as well. So, mm. uh, not my favorite movie, but if you want to watch it, if you're still interested and curious, I would say you can do way worse than Rashomon, in my opinion. They are just the kissing bowl. So, you can still... <laughs> you can just must love dogs. That's right. They are, they are way worse than Rashomon. So, yes. that's With that, we have actually finished all our movies talking about movies. I think movies are something that like everybody can enjoy. Yes. And like, you know, if you have any good movie recommendations, please send them our way. Yes. Uh, but in the meantime, if I want if I were to leave you all with one last recommendation, okay. I feel that this is a this is a great film. It's on Netflix, which is great, right? And it's I I love zombie movies. <gasps> yes. And this is my favorite zombie oh. movie of all time because right it yes. is a zombie movie that is quite different from what you expect from a typical zombie movie typical zombie movie is a protagonist yeah with either a lot of muscles mm-hmm. <laughs> or a lady with spaghetti strap top yes right running around with uh infinite amount of bullets raining bullet hell on the undead yes this show is not about that at all. This show explores uh, parenthood. Mm-hmm. And it's a zombie movie that made me make people that I recommend to watch sad and cry. Mm. Which is? What's and that? it's called Car- Cargo. Oh. Check out Cargo on Netflix. Okay. Highly recommended. We are coming to the end of this episode anyway, so... Thank you guys yeah. so much for watching. Uh, if you guys like episodes like this, you guys can comment down below and we do mm. more episodes about this. You want us to do Netflix series? We can do Netflix series or any yes. other thing you guys want to talk about. Yeah, I have a lot of recommendations and I think it's like once in a while, you know, it's always good to have a break from talking about the more intense topics. But you know, lah, we are always good at giving professional advice so surely we will talk about the intense topics. Yes. If you enjoyed this kind of episodes whereby we reviewed uh, movies mm. and help you all understand a little bit more about ourselves, yes. leave it in the comments. And also, I would like to hear what movies you all enjoy and maybe what even if you don't have a specific title, what's your favourite genre of movie? Mm, or what, what you look for in a movie. You know. I know there are some people that are super hardcore Hayao Miyazaki fans. Mm. And with that, thank you guys so much for watching and stay safe. Uh, see you guys next week. Stay safe. Watch shows. Yes. Uh, that's a legit date activity now because your house can bring up to five people. So Watch shows together. Bring, bring, your, bring your date home for some Netflix and chill. But wear your mask. Yes. Yeah, and sure. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.